Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good morning, Sun Valley Church. Welcome to the Voice of the Valley. I'm Jeremy Pinch. Rick Whitmer's in the room as you can yes. hear him speaking. So we were recording. White white chocolate knocks. <laughs> what in the world? Is that? <laughs> That's that was your... That, yeah. No, we're not going there. We're not going there. Um, Don't yeah. disrespect the Knox men. Yeah. Who is who is this this guy who is Chocolate ref, Knox refers to himself as Chocolate Knox? His name's David. David. <laughs> <laughs> I called him that when I met him. You know, I don't think he appreciated it terribly much. You you called him David. I said your your given name is David, isn't isn't it? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Bastard, you. Well, I won't tell you what he said next, but <laughs> super curious why we're talking about that. Yeah, I don't know. We were just talking about Textus Receptus last week, Chocolate Knox this week. Yeah, yeah, we did. Are you sleeping these days? Because really. you're making some errors in judgment on this thing that I'm yeah. just speaking of errors in judgment. I was listening to the one <laughs> that we did about a month ago, and I, I misquoted um, a verse in Isaiah 53. Yeah, you did. About. He, he bore our shame. Embarrassingly, so. Car- you didn't even know. You didn't. I brought it up to you later, and you're like, oh, I never would have caught that. So, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't say he bore our shame and carried our sorrows. He bore our griefs. Well, it depends on what translation you use. Actually, I couldn't find any that said Really? Shame. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, I felt super bad about it, so I'm clarifying it here, that yeah. that was not, I did not use, I did not quote the scripture accurately. At that point, do and penance. I'm terribly sorry. Do penance. Um, the point we made, though, it was on our podcast about abortion, that he does bear our shame, yeah. and it's true. Um, it's just not the point that that verse is making. So, anyways, I stand duly corrected. Thank you. People were wondering, kind of like the Texas Receptus. People, it's were, like that they time were Leslie Nope turned herself in um, for a disciplinary <laughs> hearing. Who is uh, Leslie Nope? I mean, you got to clear. So, Parks what are we talking about today? Yeah. And um, seriously, are you sleeping these days? Because because you look really tired. I am. I am. T- I did not get sleep last night. Was whatever. it from the wind? No. Because for just... me, it was the wind. Oh. It woke me up. It woke two of my daughters up. Are you Are you tired? I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know. I just like. It was. You know those nights where you fall asleep and you're like you're you're tired and you fall asleep fast mm-hmm. but then you wake up for some reason and then it's just like three hours later you just cannot yep. fall back asleep that was it that last night was one of those That's nights tough. was it because you're pulled muscle no no it was i don't know what it was so so you pulled a muscle though last night yeah playing basketball yeah yeah you, you came out i was there you were there sunk a three-pointer you did <laughs> Luke, Luke, I was walking out. I was we we still lost that game, and so I was heading over to the next door gym to the loser court with my team. And Luke, Luke Vickers, who was leading the night, said, "Hey, I saw that three pointer," and I said, "I won't, I won't let it happen again." Yeah. And and sure enough, I did not let it happen again. <laughs> I tried, but I could not repeat it. I was <laughs> I was playing against you when you dribbled down the court and sunk, sunk a three pointer. Yeah, it was. You you was, have some skills I did not know glorious. that you had on the basketball court. I uh, remember telling you. So this is what you leave early every day to go do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I played a little bit in high school. Um, and did you play for Riverside? I did. Yeah. Wow, I had a job. Yeah. So I didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah no it was it was it was great having you out there man yeah I, that was good uh, it was good time with the men yeah the um, men but yeah you you asked me are you sore and i said no yeah. what i what i what i thought was the reason is because even though we were on the same court at the same time we were not technically playing the same game <laughs> <laughs> and i realized that for all the walking i do because you know i'm a voracious walker <laughs> like i'm walking all, like i walk daily i you go do. for walks you do that you is not anywhere near the kind of conditioning one needs to do to play basketball <laughs> for an hour and a half <laughs> oh I loved it though. It was good. I loved it. Yeah, it was good to it was good to get out and run around for a little bit. So yeah, I'm I'm a little little sore today. I don't know what I did, but I'm a little sore. But, but it's good to be here with you. Yeah, it's good to be here with you. So but we're not here to talk about basketball or chocolate knox. We're not here to not talk about those things. But we're not But there are yeah. other things that people would like us to talk about. Probably not. I had somebody, somebody in our small group came up to me a few weeks ago. He was like, yeah, we just listened to the first 10 minutes, and then we just shut the thing off. Do they really say that? Yeah, because they want to hear, you know, our, our jesting back and forth. You know, they want they want to, apparently they want a good laugh. Um, hey, and I, John's if, not going to listen to this, this particular episode, because he's on vacation. Yeah. So, but I'm going on record right now. We're calling him out. He needs to up his banter game. He does. He does. He we does. get into it way too quick. We do, when yeah. It's the three of us. We do, and that's not what we're about. <laughs> that's not what we're about. We. What are we about? I don't know. Well, I see you have an open Bible, and I have an open Bible, and that might be a clue. That's to an what indicator. We're about. It's an indicator. Yeah, we're uh, Ecclesiastes. Time to laugh. <laughs> time, time to, to weep. To, time to weep. Time to discuss what we came on the podcast to discuss today. Well, which you time already is now. You already brought your sackcloth and ashes because of your misquote of Isaiah fifty-three. That was a terrible, like, it's a ricky mistake. That was, that was poor. Um. Anyways, so since you're you're or, going off of no sleep, why don't I host? <laughs> why don't I host this episode today? Um, Jeremy. So what have you been? teaching through lately up in student ministries in, stu- in on Sunday mornings? Well, you know what, Rick? That's a great question. I know. That's why I One asked One that it. I was not prepared for, but it's an easy answer. Um, Acts. Acts. As in the book of? The book of Acts. Acts, comma, the book of. The book of Acts. And I have absolutely fallen in love with the book of Acts. I, that book is, is amazing. To say For those least. who are wondering, the transition was we are discussing Sunday seminars. This is true. Today, we're entering a new quarter. We are. Yeah, we're starting off by talking about the book of Acts. Well, and you're actually... If, go ahead. Yeah, before before we continue our Acts oh. discussion, um, this Sunday is a fellowship hour between services. It is that. And we have a meeting uh, for our Othello trip this Sunday. Yeah. At 10 o'clock in room 102. 102. And who's going on that trip? Um, well, you and I are. Yeah. And so we really do need you to come. We need you to come. It's an informational meeting. It's not like if you walk through that door and sit in that meeting that you're committing to come. But we do need you to be there to explore the option of coming. And if it's left to me and Rick going to Othello, the ministry in Othello is probably going to fall it's apart. It's going to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's not true. This is that's an exciting true. opportunity to minister with our missionaries yeah. to the Mistec children and the Mistec church. Mm-hmm. So there's actually two teams in one. There are. Uh, student ministries, all of student ministries, we hope, will be going <laughs> yes. um, to... Or I will shame them. ...to lead a um, vacation Bible school in the park yep. for Mistec children, which will be concluded by daily dinners with Mistec families. Um, there will also be a work team going to um, do light construction and heavy cleanup in a church building, um, I think an old parsonage, on the property of the church building that they're hoping will become the hub of the Mistech Church Yeah, in Othello. So that meeting, that meeting is happening this Sunday, February 27th, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock, between services, in room 102. Yes. 102. 102. And if it gets Be too there. big for 102, we can move it somewhere else. Yeah. So 101. So in Acts, <laughs> you're finishing up Acts this quarter. Yeah, we're, we're finishing up uh, in the end of March. And you've actually. been going at it since before COVID. Yeah, COVID put a damper on on our study through Acts. It was supposed to be a year-long study, and it's turned into a three-and-a-half-year wow. study. Man. But that was because of because of COVID that that, that happened. So, what's um, been what have been a couple things that, as you studied through Acts, have stuck with you most poignantly? Um, I mean, I think the obvious one is, you know, seeing how the gospel spreads. Obviously, that's that's the that's the main point of the book of Acts. Acts one eight. You'll be my disciples in Judea, Samaria, and to the or Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you see that play out through the rest of the book of Acts. Um, so seeing how the gospel spreads is is really fun watching it. Um, but Paul Paul really comes to life in the book of Acts. You know, for me, I've always you know you can always fly through the book of Acts so that you can get to the doctrine of, of Romans and Corinthians and, and the rest of the epistles. But it's been fun watching how how Paul's theology plays out in the book of Acts. Um, you know, so, you know, for me, I, I always want to be like Paul in my theology and my relationship with Christ, but I'm unwilling to do some of the things that Paul is willing to do, like, i.e., tell people about Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so, um, it's been fun watching that, that play out in the life of Paul. And then just seeing the, seeing the, the different connections between churches and, um, you know, you know, Paul's, Paul's journeys throughout, throughout Acts and, and how it's connected to, you know, Thessalonica to Berea, from Berea to Corinth, from yeah. Corinth, and and then how Paul writes these letters to these churches after the fact that he's he's been there and ministered to them. And that's really cool. Um, I mean, you really can kind of see. Sometimes I think of Acts as kind of like a spine, yeah. like the spine yeah. of the New Testament epistles, because it it tells the storyline from which all these epistles shoot off like ribs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, totally. And give structure. Totally. To the New Testament. Totally. Yeah. And, and and as you read through, now as you're reading through these epistles that Paul's writing, you're going, oh, that's that's what he means when he writes about Apollos. Yeah. Like that, oh, I know who Apollos is now because of, of what Acts, you know, brings up about Apollos. And um, so it's been, it's been awesome. I've loved it. I don't know about the students. 
um, if they've enjoyed it at all. But it's been super encouraging for me. So when I taught through Acts with student ministries, it was back when we were meeting in the Cairn, mm-hmm. uh, that house um, next to the office. So this was a while ago, and when we finished Acts, I gave them a uh, a test. Mm-hmm. It was a no no credit, no fail test. I just wanted to know. It was more for my sake than for theirs. Um, but also, I mean, it was for theirs in the sense that it was a ref- an opportunity to just kind of pull together the entire book yeah. that we'd spent a year. We spent, I think we spent a year and a half yeah. on it. Yeah. And um, and it was a comprehensive multiple choice test on X. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of fun because you got to see, you know, what did they take away from this? Yeah. And Hey, I st- I think I still have it on my computer. Yeah, send it my way. It. Send it my way. See if <laughs> I can pass that. Because none of the students you're teaching took it. See if I can pass that test. Yeah, so we're uh, we're drawing to an end. We just finished chapter twenty four uh, last week, and Paul was Paul was on trial before Felix Ooh. in Caesarea. Felix. Um, and Paul, I mean, Paul is Paul is the man. He is. He does not back down from from anybody, and he he just. He's one of those guys that speaks his mind. Um, Isn't, didn't he tell Felix like he would go preach to him about righteousness and self control? Uh huh. Yeah. So his and Felix wife... is like, dude, I just want some money from you <laughs> so I can let you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's preaching to him about righteousness, self control, and the coming judgment. There it is. And uh, <laughs> it says that Felix was alarmed. It was terrified, and sent Paul away. But yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Boy, that preaches in itself, doesn't it? Yeah. He was alarmed, so he sent Paul away. He sent Paul away. That's so much what we're tempted to do and he had, when we're uncomfortable with truth. Yeah, exactly. And and then it says that Felix had these conversations with Paul for two years, like these ongoing conversations with Paul for for two years. And we, we don't know anything of Felix after that, um, whether he came to faith or not. Um, it seems like he didn't. Right. So, um, which is a sober warning, you yeah. know, as you have opportunity to hear the truth, yeah. um, you can hear it so much and right. not respond to it that your heart is hardened. Right. And that's a judgment. Right. In and of itself. Right. And God allows it to happen. And so we want, it's kind yeah. of like the parable of the soils. Right. We exactly. want to be responding to the word immediately. Exactly. And if we are aware that we're not responding to it in our hearts immediately, we need to be telling God that we're not. And, yeah. and plead for his grace to respond yeah. from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. spot on. Spot on. So what's after Acts for you? you I think you told me before we pressed record that... Uh, yeah, I definitely did tell you before that. It was not um, doing it or <laughs> after. Yeah, so, so once we finish Acts at the end of March, uh, we have about nine weeks until we go on our summer... Um, Fellowship hours. Fellowship hours. Yeah. Like, which is what we did last summer. Which we did. No Sunday seminars during the summer. No during the summer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to fly through the book of Esther with the students. Um, I don't want to start a new new book before we, we, you know, go into our summer summer, um, fellowship hours. Right. So um, I was thinking about it the last few days, and this is, I think we're going to go that route, so... Wow. What how come Esther? Um we've been in the book, we've been in the New Testament the last like f- three books, four books maybe. Um and 
I was, you know, I've been thinking about it and trying to figure out what, what I want to do next. And, and as, as I was thinking about it and, um, Esther was, was the book that came to mind and I was like, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a great book. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Not, not anything deep that went into it. Just thought that that would be a great book. I cannot overemphasize how little <laughs> I thought through this. Uh, so it might be a total disaster. When probably we go not. You're going to be it's still it. inside the Bible. Yeah. So, though, I will note that you chose the book that doesn't mention God. Yeah. But that's all right. This He's very present. He's very present. Um, you guys are still on, roughly on that seven-year s- schedule, right? Of uh, scripture, roughly, yeah, roughly, yeah, minus COVID. The 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 yeah, the COVID thing kind of threw us off track. That's an, so. The reason for that, for that seven year schedule of books for student ministries, is because those they cover every single major area of theology mm. within the course of just handling those mm-hmm. books verse by verse. Yeah, and so you know, if if you, so, for anyone listening who has student ministries aged people. And you're wondering, people, you know, is Sunday seminars something you can take or leave? We would encourage you to seriously take it, um, because you know, yeah, it, it's your job, God given, to be training up your children in the yep. way they should go and in the truth. Yep. And I would ask you, you know, are you finding opportunity to walk with them over the course of their middle and high school years through every major um, doctrine mm-hmm. of Scripture? Um, in an expository way. And I, I think passing up on an opportunity where Jeremy and some of the other gifted teachers that we have are, are going through that with your students and are pouring hours into preparing those things. I'm just not sure you're going to be able to beat that. Mm -hmm. And so it's a fantastic aid to your family's spiritual life. And, and I couldn't commend it highly enough. So that's very, very gracious of you. Bring your, bring your students and expose them to the word. Yeah, and I think that I mean that's our philosophy of ministry with student ministries is is this idea that you know it's not I'm I'm not the main guy, the parents are, and and we want to my job is to come alongside the parents and and to help train the students train the train their children, um, and so I don't want to take away from from the parents ministry of of training the children, but I'm here to help serve, and that's that's one way that we do that. So. Yeah. Yep. And so, Rick, you you uh, you're starting some new Sunday seminars uh, in March. We are not this week, but the week after. The week after. What what are the what are the classes that you're going to be starting? Well, there's two. Um, there's one called Creation and Covenants that Dennis Smith and I are going to be teaching. Yeah. Um, the first six weeks, I'll be teaching on a look at a biblical understanding of creation. <clears throat> And then uh, Dennis Smith will teach the last six weeks, looking one by one at the biblical covenants, and that's why we we called it creation and covenants. Oh, um, getting super creative there. Yeah, you know. And then Josh Phillips is going to be facilitating a hybrid seminar. It's a video seminar, um, Paul David Tripp's conference, The Heart of Parenting, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so one of one video, which is about 20, 25 minutes each week, will be you know the first half of the class. And the second half, he's going to be leading a group discussion to help take those things that were covered in each session and then applying them to okay. family life in okay. parenting yeah. um, from you know 
the foundation of parenting and what it's for, what the aim is through different developmental stages of children's lives. And, and that's going to be a really, really good class. Yeah. And so that one's going to be in the comments. We're going to start it in room 102. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, but depending on if it's as well attended as we're hoping it will be, we may end up moving it to the commons. Okay. Okay. And that's the thing. Our classrooms are great, but they can hold about... 10 people. Um, 40 people, oh. and it's packed. Yeah, yeah. Which typically isn't a problem. The Psalms the, the Psalms for Pilgrim's class became... It became pretty clear pretty quickly that more than 40 people wanted to dig into the Psalms, right. which is great. So we had to right. move that to the commons. Um, but I don't know. It's it's heartening to me, like in a good way, how well attended our Sunday seminars are right now. Yeah. Um, and they have been for some time. They've been pretty consistently attended. It didn't used to always be that way. Sure. But at the same time, it's also disheartening to me that we're mostly able to fit the two seminars into the two rooms. Um, yeah. So I think around 80 to 85 people on a good Sunday are attending Sunday seminars, which means that over half of our church are just opting out. Sure. And to be fair, we have a number of adults serving in children's ministries during that hour. But even if we're being aggressive with that number, it's maybe 15. So that tells me that there's a lot of people who are just, saying this isn't something that we need or are going to participate in. And that, and that is a little discouraging if I'm being honest about it. Right. Because I think it's a, I just kind of look at it as what else do you have going on from 945 to 1030 on a Sunday morning that's going to give you as much spiritual benefit as sitting under the teaching of somebody who spent hours that week preparing a meal for you from mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, you can only offer things and right. I don't want to be, you know, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a discouraging area, but it's just something I've been thinking about at yeah. points. Yeah. And, and you're, you're covering a whole gamut of things, right? Like you're, it's not just a, you know, repetitive Sunday seminar, you know, every two years, like there's, you, yeah. you, obviously you're, you're talking about creation and covenants and then parenting this, this coming session. So, I mean, so speaking of of these these Sunday seminars, why why is creation important? Why are we talking about creation? Why are we talking about these covenants? Okay, yeah. that are that are made in in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, well, creation. A lot of people kind of overlook the doctrine of creation. Not not as in it didn't happen, but they don't really see the value or importance of it. Mm-hmm. But when we realize that everybody's talking about creation. And I can say that because when you look around, it's just taken for granted in our culture and in a lot of places in the church that the cosmos is billions of years old, that human history is millions of years old, mm-hmm. that um, things that are happening now all around us are the pros- are the result of slow um, m- hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years, processes of, of erosion, evolution, um, activity on this planet. Um, but we get to scripture and we actually see a pretty different story um, that the, about 6,000 years ago, um, God created in a six-day span of time everything that exists yeah. out of nothing. Yeah. And these very real events that are recorded for us as history in Genesis 1 through 11 um, actually form the foundation on which the biblical storyline unfolds. Right. 
throughout the rest of Scripture. And there are themes that are being tied up in Revelation that take place in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3. And if we treat those things anything other than as God treats them, Mm -hmm. which is to say literal history, we find some serious theological problems that we are not going to be able to resolve. And everybody has to make sense of these things because it's all around us. Mm-hmm. Um, climate change discussions, uh, discussions on history and, and human nature, all these things go back to creation. Right. And if you can erode the biblical narrative of creation, you can erode the family because the family is deeply rooted. In, in fact, it finds its origin in Genesis 1 and 2. Right. So I would argue that um, the gospel itself finds its origin in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Because um, if it weren't for a literal Adam and a literal Eve literally sinning in a garden, we wouldn't need a literal Savior. And if it wasn't for um, sin entering in within the first few days of the story of the universe, then we're left with some theological problems about death that we can't solve right. in a way that makes any sense of Scripture. And we open the door for treating... Um, the rest of scripture in some very creative ways that we really ought not to treat it <laughs> because right. we're redefining the terms. So I, as far as the creation goes, there is so much at play in getting this right. Well, yeah. And you, uh, you look at the culture around us now with, with um, you know, everything is, is random. You know, this, this idea that everything's random. Yes. My gender's random. My, um, whatever yeah whatever um that that all that all ties back to to creation because if creation's random you know this this idea of a, a, a random molecules coming together and then randomly exploding and then there's this random goo that that creates these random creatures that turns into random human beings yeah everything's random um it's the next Lego movie song. Is, and everything is random. I thought about writing one. Um, nothing makes sense when it came from nothing. Where, where if if there's something grounded in in this idea of a creator and yes. creation, that that gives us an objective truth. Oh, yeah, um, and we need it because there's no stability apart right. from it. There's no hope. Yeah. The way that we approach the world, um, if you if you listen to NPR, um, which I do actually. Um, but not because I sympathize with the worldview, but it's just, it's, I, I find it very interesting. And also a lot of times very hopeless. Yeah. Because when you take the dominant storyline of um, what we would call scientism, not science, okay? Mm-hmm. Science is different than the religion of scientism, mm-hmm. which make no mistake is a religion. And we're going to get into that significantly in the first six weeks of this class. Right then you have no, um, nothing firm, like you said, nothing firm to hold on to and have hope. Mm-hmm. But our hope is in the, the promised seed of the woman who in the garden um, was foretold, mm-hmm. whom all, all of the, the patriarchs were looking for. And scripture anticipates, promises are made, covenants unfold. Oh, covenants. So that's the second half of the class. We're gonna Dennis Smith is gonna bring us through a look at how the covenants, um, starting with the Noahic covenant, um, set a foundation on which the gospel is anticipated. And then each covenant builds on the previous covenants in order to pave the way for ultimately the coming of Christ, who ushers in the new covenant, yeah. um, which is um, essential 
as a foundation for the resolution of all things. When we see the new creation in the new heavens and the new earth. And so that's going to, I'm excited to see how he handles those covenants because it's really exciting to get into the details of how did God unfold his promises throughout yeah. biblical history. Because, yeah. you know, we talk about Acts being a kind of a spine that the New Testament epistles branch off of. Right. Well, the covenants also form a, a kind of a spine throughout scripture. Um, or, or I suppose you could, you could say it this way, that, that the gospel's like the spine of the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Bible is telling the story of the gospel from creation, um, the fall, and redemption, and restoration. And the covenants form the structure of how that's played out mm-hmm. throughout Scripture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, we, we like, uh, you and I like talking about creation. We like talking about rocks and strata and yeah, all that stuff. We're, we're kind of nerdy in that way. Yes, it gets rocky at points. It does get. But also very exciting. (laughs) In the parenting class, um, I'm excited for Josh to lead. We have a whole new um, uh, fresh generation of uh, parents of young children that weren't here the last time we did a parenting seminar, um, that weren't here for the Heart of Parenting weekend conference that we had um, about four or five years ago. And... We, we, God is blessing this church with, with children and the gospel potential for godly parenting, diligent shepherding, mm-hmm. um, to bless the life of the church, to bless the life of the family, to bless the world. Um, we, we need to shepherd that well mm-hmm. and steward that opportunity. And Josh is going to help parents of our church do that. Yeah. Um, so actually, if you're a parent of a young child, um, or well, children at all, and you haven't been through a parenting seminar with with Sun Valley, I would I would strongly encourage you to choose to go to that seminar instead of Creation and Covenants, um, because I I think that you're not going to get more out of the Sunday seminar hour that you're going to be able to immediately go and use and apply and bring glory to Christ in your home than right. than going through that. Right, right. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for me too, as as we as these kids grow up and as they join student ministries, um, just seeing how knowledgeable they are in, in the things of God. And that, that has a large part to do with the parents being faithful in their homes yeah, and then just being trained here at this church for, for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they come in and they're teaching me things, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fun seeing how, how God uses, um, the family of God, um, to to train up the next generation and that's what we're called to yeah right it's great um, just the normal faithfulness of god in the christian life yeah yeah well those sound like uh, good classes i would uh i would like to attend some of those but alas acts 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 and, acts, acts and esther they call quite the jump so well sweet man that's exciting. It that is. is. Exciting. That's all I got from my notes. That's all you got. <laughs> well, church, we hope that you take advantage of, of those opportunities that are laid out for you uh, to attend these seminars and be strengthened and encouraged um, by these different categories that you can be learning from, whether parenting or creation and covenants or Esther.
whatever 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 it's gonna be awesome we uh we've reached our limit here our god is an awesome god (laughs) hey don't do it i want to sing that don't at church don't do that don't do that make it happen Church, we love you. We look forward to being with you on Sunday and next week on The Voice of LA.